0: Next Generation Services. Next Generation Services is a great name and number to have saved in your phone. If you're looking for a trusted landscape company in Butte, then look no further. They offer many services ranging from decorative concrete curbing, tree trimming, snow removal, and all your landscaping needs. Always setting the standard for professionalism and always just one phone call away. Check them out at ButteLandscapers.com. a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only Dakota Rytan. We have combined experience in MMA, music, ministry, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Yeah, it's... Jesus went to that cross and he took the stripes and he took the nails and he he bore all those things for us. Three days later, up from the grave, he arose. Three days later, he rose as King of Kings and as Lord of Lords.
2: Good morning, y'all.
0: Good morning, (laughs) y'all. Dakota. Yes, yeah, sir. How you doing, big boy?
2: Oh, man, it's a little too early for me, but I'm doing good.
0: Yeah, you're, you're rarely up before the sun's up.
2: Man, that's not how God made it. How
0: I've actually know? witnessed the sunrise behind you. I haven't witnessed the sunrise since. That sounds like a sad country song. <laughs> I witnessed the sunrise and the spaghetti was burnt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and My dog ran away.
0: But i got to say, I feel like my voice is really deep. You sound like... I got that morning You sound that like Vin voice. Diesel. Ah, uh, that's who I am. <laughs> You're Jason Statham. Sure. What's his name? Seagull. Oh! I always forget. What's up, bro?
2: Oh, it's it's going good. How you doing, man?
0: <laughs> bro, it's season two right now. I
2: never thought we'd get here.
0: There <laughs> lot's happened, though. Like... Christmas even happened
2: Yeah, since that, our last podcast. And that was like last year.
0: Technically. Yeah. I mean, you know.
2: Ah, oh, well, welcome to our listeners to season two, episode eight of Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dakota, and I am joined by the amazing Zach.
0: Hey, what's up? The salt of the swat, Dakota, right hand. You ever watch the Sandlot? It's been a while. Oh, come on. You can't, like, quote it? The Great Bambino. I cannot quote it. You mean that wimpy deer? <laughs> He's like, I thought you said the Great Bambi. All right, anyways. I'm sure our listeners Somebody are going to get that, but <laughs>
2: went about. right over my head.
0: Bro, how, how you been? What's up?
2: You know, I've been good. I feel refreshed. You know, we had Connection Conference Yeah, last it was really week. good.
0: Um, yeah, dude, that was really good. Chris Riley, 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 Riley. Yeah. He was a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great time with everybody else, all the other ministers in Montana. Yeah, that was good. Like how you said, cause we were up really late and you're like, dude, I feel so tired, but I'm so refreshed. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
2: And it was so needed cause I was starting to get really burnt out uh, mm. at the beginning of that week too. No, so sure. going to that was, it was just like empowering. One, because one, I was like, "This is a good restful," so I'm like recharged, and then two it's just kind of like, "Let's go and do <laughs> some ministry." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I learned a lot there too. And um, you ever had like a word from the Lord, like through somebody else, for you? Of course. Well, some people have it. Some people's weird. We are. Some people's weird. Some people are <laughs> weird with that kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah. You know, like, but prophetic,
0: point. prophetic words and ministry, and you know, they're for today you know, and yep. scripture clearly backs that up and we'll prove that today. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I had a word of the Lord from, from somebody, you know, cause on the first night, uh, Chris was talking about like dreams and fulfilling dreams and God sized dreams and mm-hmm. what dreams do for us and things like that. And, you know, just the response time was kind of, there was different prayer stations, yeah. and different ways that you could kind of respond. And so I just was kind of praying in the corner and one of my good friends came up and was like, yo, God, wants me to basically tell you that you are where god wants you
2: yeah you know you're
0: like in the middle of the calling you know you didn't wait for more or anything and it just was great confirmation like you know sometimes just need that like okay am i doing what i should be doing right you know and so anyhow that was just really good well i thought i cut out there did i cut out yeah whoa i leaned back i leaned back (laughs)
2: like on ps ps network
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sound yeah. like a robot?
0: Uh, no, nah, that's me So anyhow, man, that was a good, good highlight for me
2: That's good You know, you did just see, like, a God-sized dream come to fruition That's this right This year, so
0: Imperial BJJ, 1131 Utah Where beginners start every day
2: I like that That's a little
0: plug uh, Dude, yeah, so we got the Academy up and running We talked about the Academy a lot in season one It's actually a real thing <laughs> uh, And, dude, yeah, we're on our fourth week open right now You have,
2: like, 700 students 76 actually that's so awesome
0: not everybody signed up and stuff but and it's not all about numbers but it's like okay we're doing something right you know and we've we've done a really hard job of creating a culture where it's of mutual respect it's a safe place you know for kids adults families it's a clean place you know what i mean just really professional professionally loving people you know what i mean that that should be a tagline of some church (laughs) (laughs) but but dude yeah so that's been been really cool um i'm in charge of the kids and youth program so six to nine and then 10 to 13 are our age groups right now we'll kind of expand that later but uh dude yeah it's been going really well
2: that's awesome and uh you got a good squad of teachers with you too and that's
0: it too yeah without our team it wouldn't be wouldn't be possible so right anyhow yeah that's open that's been good sweet (laughs) well dakota shall we uh open a can
2: i think we shall
0: Ah, uh, we just wanted to say thank you to our amazing, loyal fan base known as Crosschoke Nation. There is uh, an overwhelming re- requirement, that's not the right word. <clears throat> request. Uh. <laughs> over consensus that we have uh, Crosschoke back. yes. so um i do I do think our little break was much needed for you so and I. yeah, uh, you know, Not only with holidays and that kind of thing, but, you know, just to kind of take a step back and then rock and roll again. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so this is the, the pioneering season two, episode eight, also our grand finale. So we're going to do season three probably in a month or so. I'm just kidding.
2: You kind of caught me off (laughs) guard.
0: So this is season two finale. And, uh, what's the, what's the first episode called? Um, First episode? First episode. Yeah, like, okay, What's a, you have a grand finale. What's the first thing called? Um. The pioneering episode. That's all I can think <laughs> of. I don't know. Hey, uh, is I'm it 6 sure. a.m. or something? Yeah. It feels <laughs> like it. feels like 5 a.m. Uh, so anyways, we just want to say thank you to our awesome, awesome uh, followers and uh, supporters of Joke.
2: Now, you'll notice uh, we've begun a pyramid scheme. How do you say that? Scheme. Scheme. With uh, with some podcast sponsors. It's just a plug. It's nothing big. Um, but if you do want to be a sponsor of the podcast, just uh, contact us through the website or however you could, yeah. you could DM us on Instagram. That's right. And uh, we'll give you a plug in our podcast just so. Our little fan base knows that we got some business leaders out there that need some, port, some support and uh, that we're supporting you too.
0: Yeah, and we, we definitely support, uh, you know, businesses that are Christian-based, of course. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So that's that's the story of the next generation, of course. Um, anyway, so yeah, we'll, there will we'll only be probably about 45 ads throughout this podcast today. Yep, so, so
2: about the first half of the podcast uh, is going to be just ads, so just buckle up.
0: <laughs> so it's our promise to you that there will only be like 10 seconds of ad ever.
2: But they are going to be good ads, like Super Bowl ads, and not like... <laughs> Not like this last Super Bowl like two thousand nine Super Bowl ad. dude,
0: I thought the commercials on this last Super Bowl were like were really good, they actually were they were way good. better than normal,
2: yeah, they were pretty funny,
0: yeah, and I like that uh there were a lot of brand crossover stuff, yeah,
2: like <clears throat> like Tide and Budweiser, yeah, that one was pretty funny,
0: <laughs> or I really liked the Bill Murray one Groundhog day with Jeep. oh that was great that, that was like my favorite one
2: that was so great,
0: yeah, so anyhow, thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. (laughs)
0: Isn't that powerful?
2: I feel empowered.
0: Uh, God won't give me anything I can't handle, bro. That's right. I can do all things. That's right. Praise Uh, the Lord. Yeah. So, we thought it was important that our not only our lives but this podcast is centered on the truth of scripture. Mm-hmm. Right? That's kind of how we want to live our lives and, and have the legacy of what cross choke is, what TFL is. And we felt that it was a good way to start the season with sound biblical doctrine. Amen. <laughs> for lack of a for once. Yes, for once. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but, you know, so we reach out to the community, okay, basically social media, you know, and ask, like, hey, what do you guys think are some verses that are taken out of context? You know, just to kind of create this discussion and see what kind of feedback. I don't, you know, okay, so, so the reason I post those, it's kind of a two-fold thing. Sure. You know, to see what people say, yeah, but to also see the engagement. Is this, like, a topic people care about? Yeah. You know, I had, like, 30-some comments and a bunch of likes, and so I was like, okay, this is this is worth doing as, uh, you know, dedicating an p- episode to. Yep. You know, is is verses taken out of context? How do we not do that? Um, you know, how it's super important that we interpret the Bible correctly, first of all. And and the whole idea, too, is that we need to interpret the Bible in ways that match God's purpose. Yeah. And so we'll kind of talk about some, like, f- easy things to fall into. Maybe ways that we're interpreting Scripture wrong that we don't know we're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, but whole the whole idea here is that, that it's the difference between... Standing on God's promises rather than tripping on them. And I read that somewhere. And I was like, dude, that's a good way to put it. You know, like, what is God saying? How do we apply that? What does it mean? That kind of thing. And so.
2: Yeah. I like it because, you know, it seems like there's a lot of people. I'd say most people, most Christians would agree that we take scripture out of context often. So if we all agree that we do that and that it's not a good thing, why are we still doing it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's good that we're going over this, and maybe maybe people can follow in these footsteps, and we can start to just eradicate <laughs> these misconstrued That's right. scriptures.
0: That's right, man. So yeah, the goal of today is is to kind of give the listener and the community just some n- nothing too super in depth, but just to have some tools, yep. and and kind of a little guideline because it can be super intimidating. You know, if you're if you're not familiar with the the Word of God, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> with the Bible. It's like, okay, how how do I understand what I'm reading? Why does it matter? How do I apply it to me? Even even though, like, you might be doing it from a completely innocent way, it's like, okay, I'm open in the Bible, you know? So mm-hmm. how do we take what's there and, and apply it to our lives? Because it's so much more than context. Sure. And I feel like Christians really settle on the word context. You know, it's like one of those free will words and context <laughs> and contextualization you can just throw you know, it
2: around yeah when you yeah. don't like a verse yeah yeah you do like one but
0: it's so much more than context yeah you know and so you'll actually find that we're going to talk little about context but more even behind context yeah context is like your last step of interpretation in a lot of ways you know you got to do a lot more work behind that sure and so dakota first sure. of all what do we believe about Scripture?
2: So we believe that Scripture is inspired by God in a verbal and a complete way. You know?
0: Do you know the actual term for that?
2: Oh, uh, no, because it's 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> verbal plenary
0: inspiration.
2: Yeah, I, have, I swear I've heard you say that before. Oh, yeah.
0: But it basically means the entire Bible is, is verbally inspired by God.
2: And it and it is we believe that the whole Bible coincides that there's not one book that should be exiled mm. and, and that it, that it all coincides too yeah. it all makes sense as one concise uh, Message, combination yeah. of scripture. Yep. Um, you know we also believe that the revelation of God to us.
0: Yep, is through scripture, uh-huh. like it's his main way of recording what he has for us, what he wants us to have.
2: Absolutely. We believe that scripture is infallible and inerrant. There's no other way to say those words.
0: Well, I mean, there is, but like
2: you infallible. You mean like a wrong way to say it?
0: Well, no, like like infallible and inerrant sound like big words. But I mean, they, they There's capture. There's no like cinnamon. What? Yeah. Cinnamon. cinnamon. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, there's some sentimental words. There's some cinnamon also. Oh, Lord, help help me Um, speak well. (laughs) But infallible, right? Infallible is basically incapable of error. It's it's incapable of failing, right? And then inerrant is basically without error. So the word of God is without error and it will never fail is basically, I guess, the way you could say that.
2: And there's very little or I'd say even no none other thing that can use those terms either.
0: True, true. I mean, unless you, maybe you're talking about God himself. Right. But, like, we don't believe the word of God is another, like, form of the Trinity <laughs> either. That's an Islamic belief,
2: though. <coughs> is it really? Mm,
0: that, that the the Quran has always been, and it's, like, almost as high as God. So I guess that's why the
2: scripture that says Jesus is the word of God. Right, right. Is kind of mind-blowing then to them. Sure. That's yeah. I never thought of it that way.
0: So, but anyhow, that's kind of the idea there. And then we also believe um there's more things we believe, but this is like one of the last things we'll talk about is that it is the authority over our faith and day-to-day living. Yes. Yeah, it's our guideline, it's the standard, it's what we could blame everything on, you know, in a world that yeah. know, is against everything. Well, let's settle on the word. Let's stand on the word of God, yep. because we believe it is the ultimate authority of our faith,
2: and so we can fall back on too in confusing yeah. times. And yeah, exactly. And why is why is such and such like this? Well, the Bible talks about it. Mm-hmm. I've yet to find a situation or a problem that the Bible doesn't already talk about,
0: dude. And and nothing nothing more plainly explains our current day to day life. Yep. Like and two always thousand has years and, later. and
2: always will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so that's where we start what is the Bible? You gotta start there. Right? Well we see it's inspired by God. It's incapable of error, incapable of failing. It's God's revelation to us and the ultimate authority over our faith and day to day living. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, now, Dakota, let's talk about some tools for proper interpretation. Okay. So which we all have. You have access to these tools.
2: Even non-believers?
0: Even non-believers. Okay. But I have to say, part of hearing the revelation of God, I believe, entails a relationship with God. Sure. Now, not not that God can't slap you with a two-by-four across the face and get sure. your attention with truth. Yep. But I do believe that there is an aspect of the Holy Spirit working together with you as you, uh, you know, study the Bible.
2: Yeah. And here, I have a cool story about that. Um, there was this kid in my high school. This was a couple years before me, so he's a little bit older than me. But, but his mom was a teacher at our school, and she was a known atheist, science teacher. And he was a known atheist because of her. And uh, he decided that in, in a better way to uh, disencourage Christians and believers, he would read the Bible. Um, so that he could prove it wrong, essentially. Or if someone quoted Scripture, he could say, well, I read that and this. And so he, he just read the Bible front to back, and uh, he got saved somewhere in Psalms.
0: Oh, there you go. man. Yeah. <laughs> About halfway through. But that's the same story with my dad. You know, really? He was like, oh, I'll read this book just to get rid of it and prove everybody wrong. Really? You know, and then, you know, that that's the case with a lot of, like, scientists, people like that. Sure. So there's that aspect of... Finding truth, yeah, but again, that's not possible without the Holy Spirit.
2: Well, and I'm sure that the the Spirit was there, no doubt. And that's
0: it for sure. You know, and that's something that we always need to remember too: is that the Holy Spirit's always working in people, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. And I think I've said that before. You know, like no matter who you see, ever who you make eye contact with any person, the, the Holy Spirit's working in their lives, and God's calling them by name. Yeah. So by any means necessary, will He do it? Do what it takes. Yeah. So, tools for proper interpretation. We already talked about one: the Holy Spirit to help us. We yep. all have access to the Holy Spirit. So, saying, "All right, God, open my mind." You know, may may what I'm reading make sense. You know, uh, may my my heart be like fertile soil, ready to receive the seeds of truth, that they may you know grow deep in my heart and grow up with sound like awesome a worship fruit. pastor. You know, well, God only comes where you know he, he's welcome. He's a gentleman. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> that's an inside joke. Yeah, we'll talk so about
2: So what that. other tool do I need uh, to Bro, in- interpret scripture? Bro, you need to be scripture. able to
0: read. you okay. got to be able to read.
2: And I I or want to uh, play devil's advocate, for lack of a better term. There's got to be a,
0: way, a better way to say that. <laughs> okay, Mr. Advocate. I'm going to
2: play Satan's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
0: Are you going to hit me with that Bible We're app?
2: in 2020, man. We're in the future, <laughs> we in audio more people i'd say often listen to audiobooks now than read actual books yeah that's for sure so i know a lot you think of more do you think it's more i don't know i don't think it's more. i think pretty soon it will be even like in elementary school we would listen to like that person read on the tapes more yeah. than like read a book
0: dude how uh, okay i know I'm a little older than you I'm an old man now but <laughs> How how rough was it in childhood when it would be your turn to read a paragraph? You know what I mean. Like, was not okay. for
2: me? I was the kid that was like <laughs> freaking idiot can't can't say that word. Dude, then I'm
0: sweating bullets, going like, oh, don't be that kid. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been a i i okay. I'm a, I'm a way better reader now than I was in fourth grade, but I'd hope so. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, so like the kid bu- behind you. You yeah. know, you count ahead to see what paragraph's yours, and then you read it like five times just to make sure you got it. Then by the time it gets to you, you try to just act like this ace. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, right, I wasn't even. Oh, it's my turn. Let me read it real quick. <laughs> Anyways, that was that was some of my childhood trauma.
1: <laughs> Come on, got me a morning! Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, so so being... you're saying fourth graders can even do this?
0: <laughs> That's it, man. Okay. Unless you're Floyd Mayweather, he can't read. Um, but okay, so being able to read is an important thing. Uh, but also, of course, if if you're you know, and like if you're in a culture where maybe it doesn't, you know, your culture doesn't allow the ability to read through the school system. You know, what I mean, some people don't have education to read, whatever that kind of thing. So audiobooks are super important. Whatever way you could get the Word of God is great. But if you could read, bonus. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, another thing Dakota,
2: you know, a mind to think, reflect and meditate on the word, uh, which I know for a fact, every living being has. Is there an audio book on that one? (laughs) There is. Is there something, is there an app for that? (laughs) There is. Think for me. So uh,
0: ability to read. Okay. A mind to think, reflect and meditate and the Holy spirit to help you. Yeah. Simple things. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when we, we, we share these things because anybody can study scripture yeah but it takes somebody who's dedicated and willing to learn who will interpret interpret correctly so tools for proper interpretation now before we get into the next thing what are our goals sure okay so I'm reading the Bible okay I got a mind right okay Holy Spirit help me out here okay what are some goals in the next step
2: sure and I think first we should focus on interpreting what the author meant when they wrote something. Sure. And, and I think to do that, um, y- you have to know the culture that they're in, mm-hmm. the time that they're in, yep. and who they're speaking to. Yeah. Because
0: books of the Bible are, we shouldn't even call them that, they're letters mainly. Sure. You know what I mean? There's some some historical recorded things like Old Testament stuff. But a lot of the New Testament is like, the letter of Paul to the epistles, you know, whatever. So something, too, is remember that they're they're complete letters sent, you know, that you're reading somebody else's mail almost.
2: Or or just a historical (laughs) recant of an event.
0: Yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, there was an author who was verbally inspired by God to record what he did. You know what he's saying, what mm-hmm. God's message is to man, and then gives that to the people. And in in doing so, right has been compiled into the 66 books of ammunition. Yeah, that's, that's from a book, or not a book, a song. Jake will get that one. Um, but anyhow, within this idea is there's an author with a purpose for writing. I mean, it's an easy way to say it. Yeah. So why? Yeah, exactly. Why did he write it? What's mm-hmm. he doing?
2: He wrote it knowing two thousand years later we'd read it. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. When will the world end, Dakota? Ah, uh, only the, only God knows. And uh, the Bible. I see you've properly and, uh, interpreted scripture. And maybe Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so after you know what what is the author's purpose in writing, then you ask the question: What are some principles? That are being stated in this, and so principles are beyond time, they're beyond culture, mm-hmm. beyond language, beyond any any historical gap that there is, yep. because those are all big big parts of reading, right? Because of course it, we're not in the same time, like yep. we just were saying, different cultures, all these different things, and so what is what is what can we pull from this that sure. is beyond time? You know, like right. for example, love your neighbor as yourself, yeah, do good, you know, um, avoid sexual immorality you yes. know like that those things are beyond culture are beyond time those mm-hmm. are things that are will stand the test of time Yep. so start looking at like a you know through a magnifying glass okay what are some principles that are being stated mm-hmm. and then once we understand some principles that we could pull out then we get to application you know okay what does this mean to me basically what is what how can i apply this principle to right. my life from the author's purpose in writing this letter
1: right
2: so, Zach, how do we need to reach our goals of properly interpreting Scripture?
0: Can't you read, bro? No, I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> um, I only so listen to audiobooks. <laughs> Sorry. And podcasts. And podcasts. Oh, that's life, bro.
0: Right. So, we have our goals in mind. So, how do we reach those goals? So, learning to kind of look at Scripture in two worlds the past and the present. And within that, we look at the past and the present of the book, and then a specific passage. So now we're starting to kind of scratch on context a little bit. Yeah. So, kind of those two lenses for the book and the passage. So the book, what is uh, the author of the, uh, the who is the author of the book you are reading? Okay, and who is he writing to? Mm-hmm. That's that's really important because. Who who's writing? Let's just use Paul again for an sure. example. Paul writing to the Galatians, uh-huh. right? So you look at Paul. Who is he? Do study on him, and yeah. then who are the Galatians? You know,
2: and the time of his life is important too.
0: Yeah, right, for sure, for sure. So we could kind of get that picture. Now, so let's say if we're reading Galatians, then we take a passage. Now we could kind of we'll talk about like what defines a passage, you know, anything like that. But you take a, a chunk of of that book of Galatians. And say, how does this specific passage relate to Paul's purpose or mm-hmm. the author's purpose? You know, are there any specific historical details to explain within this passage? You know, talking about Greek gods yep. or something like that. And then from there, are there any specific cultural details to explain within that? You know, the Greek um, influence and things like that, such as politics or beliefs or um, what are the Galatian people concerned about economically? Sure. You know, uh, social roles, whatever. So we kind of start to really dig into the, the nitty-gritty of why Paul's writing what he is mm-hmm. to who he's writing it to, and then how does that specific passage relate to that. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the, the ways in which we could reach our goals of properly interpreting Scripture is keep keep putting everything within the context of the, the book that you're reading, the purpose of, it's, of it being written. Yeah. Now, the big word, context. <laughs> so what defines context, Dakota? How does it start?
2: Well, we can just break the word down, and uh, context has to have text.
0: I think the actual Greek word or Hebrew word, I don't remember, is contextus. Contextus hmm. and con means word or something, and textus. Te- some I, I can't, I'm butchering that last word, but it means woven together. So it's the words woven together which define
2: context. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's actually really deep. I mean,
0: you go <laughs> you go, so context. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's way it's way better than my American definition.
0: No, it's good. I I think I'm, I got to be close. Anyways. So, context.
2: Right. Has to have text. Yep. T- text. Has to have. Good, good shooting text. Good shooting text.
0: Right. So, we start with the text or verse. Okay. So, I don't know. Romans or Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. we could say. Right. Sure. So, you start with that text. Okay. That's. Well, you don't start with that text, but we'll start with there. That, that's yeah. the, That's the. Think of it like a, a target. Okay. The middle is your verse. Okay okay then you go to the next sphere and that's going to be the local context so text middle local context around it that's either the paragraph or like subdivision around that specific text so all of these are defining that one verse so to help me understand jeremiah 2911 I'm going to look at the paragraph and sentences immediately around it.
2: And should we work that way backwards or should we start with the biggest and pinpoint down?
0: We start, you could do both. Okay. Actually, you're supposed to do both. You start with the author, the book, who he's writing to, you know, um, local con or not look, um, you know, the uh, background, uh-huh. historical, cultural background. You work your way all the way to that one verse. Then you could work back again. But let's say if I want to, make sure I understand this verse Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. okay I'll hop there okay let's read it let's read the paragraph around it the subdivision around it then so that's local context then mm-hmm. you go to book context so then you then you take that verse you take the local context compare it to the book context so within its purpose and theme as well as parallel passages so usually again the, uh, an author has a main purpose for writing Yep. So what I could do is see about other verses that talk about this within that same book. Sure. uh, Because that'll kind of help paint this picture, or like we could put two puzzle pieces together. Yep. Now, you could also look at parallel passages from other books, say even in the New Testament, Sure. that talk about the same thing. Yep. You know, about... I don't know, the Holy Spirit, something like that. And like, revert
2: back to the Old Testament. Then too. you
0: could compare it to the Old Testament. Absolutely. And compare authors, you know, okay, all this thing, bring it all together. So that's that's um, book context, but we're kind of starting to get into Bible context. Sure. So what does this verse look like compared to the local context, book context, Bible context? Mm-hmm. Because remember, the best explanation for the Bible is the Bible. Yep it's it's its own best commentary absolutely because anytime you try to go to outside sources to help you understand the bible it gets a little weird sure. you know like commentaries devotionals things like that have their place but we can't hold them to that same standard as right. the bible and i think a lot of times we don't like to struggle in understanding the Bible. Sure, we so want we it baby imme- fed to yeah, us. Yeah, we immediately go to Google. We immediately yeah. read the spine print at the bottom of our Bibles. Yeah, and I I've really worked hard at not getting in that habit of, okay, I don't understand this. I'm going to hop down to the commentary and read <laughs> it. You know how how easy is that to do? Yeah. But it's like, no, I need I need to embrace the struggle of understanding what I'm sure, trying to. Sure, and read.
2: the Holy Spirit will show you. I mean, it'll. We can interpret stuff wrong, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit can't interpret it wrong.
0: Here's something: if preachers only are only getting fed through commentaries for their sermon, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. That's true. You know, and I've I've fallen into that before. Sure. You know, and I and the Holy Spirit checked me on it right away because I was like, okay, you know, just read these commentaries. You know, you're getting <laughs> great content to share. That's true. And it's like.
2: But it's not context.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's 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 not coming from my heart. Yeah, I'm just regurgitating somebody else's interpretation. That's true. And so you're getting nasty seconds, you know, <laughs> thirds almost, you know. Yeah. So embrace the struggle. There's there's a part of this where Come you it's, you have to understand that it takes time, it takes brain space, you know, to work with the Holy Spirit to get a pen and paper out. Sacrifice. Yeah.
2: So Zach, what are some things that we should avoid when, uh, searching scripture and, and looking at, at passages?
0: One of the biggest things to avoid is called proof texting. And it's me going to scripture with an idea, looking for a verse to back up my idea.
2: You know, that was a big thing I learned when actually studying the Berean classes Mm -hmm. that they talk about. Mm -hmm. And, uh. And I had a similar thing that you were talking about just to check because I was working on a sermon mm-hmm. and I would just search in Google
0: yeah, to, to prove your point <laughs>
2: versus that that had to do with this. Mm-hmm. And then I'd pick that verse. Look, it says about it here, says about it here. But we should not we should do it actually the exact opposite. We should take a passage of scripture and talk about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't even have to prove a point. I think people get caught up in that. There's no point to prove. The Bible does it itself. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to talk about it, explain it, mm.
0: and that's it. That's that's all we are as ministers. Mm-hmm. You know, is helping explain truth. Yeah. You know, I, I I can't I can't come to the Bible with an agenda. Right. You know, there is part of that though. It's like where it's like, like oh God, I'm struggling with loneliness. Sure. Help me. You know. You know, there's that part. I'm not saying we can't not do that. But right. if I'm going to scripture to prove something, right, you know, for my own benefit or something that I want to preach, or yeah,
2: that's just wrong,
1: you know,
0: it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah, and you were safer to preach a passage. Yep, it gets it gets a little weird if you're just hopping, you know, which is okay. You know, you, there's a time for that. I, I forget the term of that kind of preaching, top topic preaching. There's a there's a topographical good line. preaching. Good preaching. <laughs> you know, there's, oh, I, I never really dedicated that to memory, but there's like, you know, preaching where you just read it and explain, yeah. or there's where you have a topic. Sure. And then you kind of find passages to back up that topic, you know, and that could get a little weird too. Yeah. So, but both have their place and you could do it right if you know what you're doing and avoiding that. Yeah. So, but anyhow, anytime you go to the word, don't try to go there with an idea and go to the Bible to prove that idea. Let the Bible speak for itself. And you could get in a lot of trouble if you do that. So, to go to what's another thing?
2: So, there's a lot of scripture.
0: There is. There's a, the Bible's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, not if it's
2: on, a, on an audiobook. But. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you could audiobook it two hours be done? <laughs>
0: Especially if you put on two times speed.
2: <laughs> Bring it on. Um, <laughs> but, like, like I'm saying, there's a lot of scripture. It can be kind of scary. To, to jump in and start interpreting it, so I think one thing that we should avoid is being overwhelmed by scripture. Mm. Um, it, it's it's easy to forget that the Bible's simple; it really is. Mm. It, there w- there were scholars and historians who who wrote in the Bible, um, but I mean, like Paul, he he was a simple guy. Mm. Moses, he was a simple guy, and they wrote most of the Bible. Yeah. It it wasn't it wasn't made for us to struggle to read or interpret.
0: Yeah, and don't be afraid of being wrong either. Sure. Too, you know, I mean, we we do our best, and <laughs> so Dakota, you know, you and I have talked about changing theology.
2: I do it every
1: day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I don't want to get into that, but what I do want to get into is is sometimes what we learn is good. Mm-hmm. but it might not be the right thing or entirely true. Sure. But God can work with it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, like we were talking about praying to God. Do we say, okay, Jesus be with me? Are we yeah. supposed to say Holy Spirit be with me? Right. You know, and okay. we can get into those kind of weird discussions. But again, God God's bigger than our yeah. vocabulary. We don't need to
2: get caught up on that stuff. You know,
0: yeah. So, so if you're reading the Bible and doing your best to understand it, you know, and you get these nuggets of truth. They might not be the whole thing, sure. But you have this idea, and it might be a little weird or a little wrong. But you're at least you're trying to apply it, and, and not to
2: contradict our whole podcast yeah, topic. But at but, least you're going in the right direction. And that's just it.
0: it that, that's all. All I'm trying to say is, right. is at least you're starting somewhere. You know, um, but remember, don't get stuck in what you may have thought was true at one sure. point. You know, it might have worked for you then in your relationship with God but there, we should always continually reevaluate what we think is true yep continue to grow and and uh be willing to let go of some things that that may have got us to where we are but God's like oh no sure. I got something better now you know and we so. can't
2: do that all on our own no that's why we need the holy spirit to help us do that mhm yep so which is a, another thing to av-
0: to avoid yeah. is not using the holy spirit absolutely Um, But also, along with the Holy Spirit, is also a group of believers. It's really important to surround yourself with a group of believers who are there to help you with interpreting and applying the Bible. So whether that's, you know, church, of course. But really, I think where this happens is small groups. Yeah, You know, is Bible studies, um, journey groups, life groups, whatever the heck you want to call them, is is where you're actually sitting down with a group of other people studying the Bible together.
2: And what's cool is the Scripture is infallible, but one passage can means can mean something so much to one person and also mean something so much to another in a completely different way mm-hmm. even though it's being interpreted the same knowing that it's impacting my fellow believer mm-hmm. in in a different and still really amazing way mm-hmm. is really encouraging
0: yeah because the application can look different yep. but that meaning of the verse usually or should just have that one meaning
2: yeah absolutely
0: you know and so but it can apply to you different than me a mm-hmm. little bit but the apl- the principle still should be the same
2: because have you ever read a passage like second or third oh, yeah. time and you're like wow i can't believe that impacted me mm-hmm. then and then and mm-hmm. it's doing something in me now
0: yeah it's like oh i've never read it in this way before. right yeah so and that's what's cool because the the word of god is alive
2: Yes. And active. Yep.
0: Sharper than any two-edged sword, right? That's right. And so, yeah, treating it as, as such is really important. So we must match God's words with God's meaning. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Match God's words with God's meaning. God's words do not have his authority without his meaning. Yeah. And that's super important as well.
2: There's a purpose to the words. They, they weren't just thrown together mm-hmm. by some people who... Saw some cool events happen. Right. It, it had actual purpose. Right. And if
0: I'm quoting God's word without his meaning, it does not have the same authority. And yeah. It does not have the same punch. Yeah. So I must match the text with the purpose.
2: And, you know, that's actually a good thing. If someone's misinterpreting scripture, you can tell because you're like, yeah.
0: that's not right. Uh, it's not giving me the old one, two to the heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, Dakota. So we just, we, we said a lot. We said a lot. Dan. We did. So just a quick recap. Here's, here's the, the, the Cliff Notes, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Well, back. Bring me back to high school. <laughs> uh, I didn't read that book. There's Cliff Notes. All right. So we believe the Bible is inspired, revelation of God, has full authority. Yep. We need to interpret it properly. Right, but we have tools for that, right? The ability to read or audiobook, <laughs> um, <laughs> a mind to think, reflect, meditate, and the Holy Spirit to help us. Those are your tools. Yeah. Now your goal, right, is understand what the author meant, who he's writing to, right? And we do that through kind of looking at it in two lenses, okay, mm-hmm. the past and the present. Okay, the past and the present of a book and a passage. Right. And we have our questions that we could ask there, and then we get into context, right? The verse within its local context, book context and then Bible context. Mm-hmm. So with that idea, okay, we're going to just look at a couple of examples, and we haven't decided on which examples we're going <laughs> to do yet.
2: Why not all of them?
0: <laughs> um, we could dig into a couple of, of kind of working backwards. We won't start with the, the book, but we'll start with a verse and work backwards a little bit. Okay, so um, these are some of these were submit, submitted from the community. Uh, more and I common think, ones. I think
2: we should just say them all. And then we can just talk about a couple of them. Okay,
0: okay. So, Philippians four thirteen,
2: <laughs> Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, Matthew seven one, John fourteen verse twelve,
0: uh, Malachi two three. There's you could even throw John three sixteen in. That's true. Um, Genesis one one.
2: <laughs> there's um, any scripture. In I mean, the Bible? any anyone,
0: but there's some that are more popular. Than others that people Jesus know. Jesus wept. <laughs> what the heck's on the bottom of my
2: cup? Uh, Ew. just some infallible. Look at the bottom of my Starbucks lot. cup. It's like a. Is that from your cup holder in your car? Hmm. Maybe. you need to go take it to. Uh, Ew. Next generation auto detailing and landscaping. <laughs> well, uh, the uh, detailing's been a little
0: slow. In the, well, sp- in the winter. <laughs> I mean, we got, got what? A foot of snow. Dude, there's a night. ton of snow outside. Okay, so, Dakota,
2: which one do we want to talk about first? Um, you know, I love Jeremiah 29:11. Do you have that one memorized? Uh, The first half, is which it, is, that is all you s- need when you're taking <laughs> a verse out of context. Is that the one where it says,
0: for I know the plans I have for you, Deco- declares the Lord, plans for good? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> for
0: I know the plans I have for you, Dakota. Yes, Lord. I don't really like when preachers do that either.
2: All right, everybody put your name in. (laughs) Like, what is that? (laughs) Just like in place of like where Paul's talking to Timothy. Just put your name in. Yeah, yeah, just throw it in there. (laughs) I get it, you know, but it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I know the
0: plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans for good, not for disaster, to give you future and a hope. That's the NLT version. I was
2: going to ask you if that was NLT.
0: Yeah, I'm an NLT uh, scholar. Okay, so remember that. Again, we're just giving a highlighted version of, of how to interpret Scripture. Yeah. there We could literally go into this for a long time and super in-depth <laughs> and go into nuances and things to avoid. The whole rest like that. of the season. Literal interpretation versus indirect, uh, you know, things like that. So we're not going to get into that today. We can maybe later. So, Dakota, let's talk about Philippians 4.13. Okay, Philippians four thirteen. If you if you hear that in the background, I don't know if you can, but it's a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the church office. It's early. We've we been... have
2: to we have to shovel snow while we do the podcast. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Anyways, so there's a shovel. <laughs> um. But Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Okay. Quoted a ton. bunch of athletes use it. Uh. I don't know. Whatever. It's very
2: tattooable. Oh yeah,
0: dude. For sure. I mean, just look at John Jones' chest, big old fatty, Philippians 4.13.
2: Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, there like, you go.
0: I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But anyhow, <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, Dakota. So I'm going to go. There's an
2: important word that people miss. No, no. Miss? I just I said them all. <laughs> <laughs> because is? it actually says I can do all these things.
0: Yeah, that's, that's in there too.
2: Um, and he's referring to. Literally verses right before that verse
0: exactly which let me see let me let me pull up the old uh, Bible gateway here
2: and from what I remember it's talking about the attitude of the heart of the believer yeah. that we can worship God in any circumstance while while Paul was poor, mm-hmm. while Paul was rich in any time of his life he could have he could do all those things through Christ
0: exactly it, yeah you're, it, the context of this is within contentment and being able to make the most of every situation. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength given whatever circumstance I'm in through yeah. him.
2: But that being said, there are scriptures that do say we can do powerful things through Jesus. Like Matthew 19:26 when Jesus says, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Yeah. And, like, I'm cool if preachers will throw
0: that verse
2: mm-hmm.
0: in Because that, that. that verse can kind of stand alone. There's a lot of verses that, yeah. that could take, take enough to where you could pull it out and it still makes sense. You don't yep. have to worry about interpreting it wrong. A, a lot of, again, a lot of Scripture speaks for itself.
2: Absolutely. But
0: for, like, random ones, like, is it Matthew 7-1? We'll look at that one real quick. Ah, I love Google. Oh, no, that ain't it. Anyways, we can look at that one, too. Dakota, don't judge. <laughs> okay <laughs> Don't judge or you too will be judged. Judge not. Judge not that you too shall be judged or whatever the heck tooth I sound right. So don't judge me. <laughs> so in verse two, for in the same way you judge others, <laughs> you will be judged uh, and, the me- and the same measure you use will be used against you. You know, and then it goes into this idea again, to shed more light on what that's talking about. You know, is why worry about the speck in your brother's eye while well, you have a tree log in your own eye. You know, it's like we don't need to look at other people through a through like this condemning yeah. mindset. Well, my life's not even put together. You know, we're all humans, and I think that's part of what we don't like is is the humanity involved in the gospel. Yep. You know, and especially as, as again as ministers, and and maybe I'm just hard on ministers today. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like it's okay to to have humanity within Mm -hmm. the gospel because that's what it's for. So anyhow, we're all in this together. We're all humans. You're one of them. So am I. So anyway, we could pull that principle from that, right? Through proper context Mm -hmm. instead of just
2: saying, don't judge. You know, next time I'm in court, I'm just going to tell the judge that. Judge not. Judge not. Come on. Not. Uh, One other one I wanted to look
0: at with some wrong statements. So we look at more verses. There's an entire Bible full of verses <laughs> that we <laughs> right. can take out We um, can take any verse out of context. Yeah, and we didn't really go in depth even with with an examples there, but there's some verses if we miss some let us know or you yourself do it up. But wrong statements. Just wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit is some some cliche bumper sticker styled things yes. that we say that we think the Bible says that it doesn't say. Yep. The, my Oh, this one just grinds my gears is God won't give me more than I can handle.
2: <sighs> yeah. Drives me nuts. You know what's crazy is I'd never heard anyone say that phrase until I moved to Butte. <laughs> no I moved way. here and I hear ev- tons of people saying that. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I know that really gets on your nerves. One phrase that I've been hearing actually a lot recently from some other people that just makes me cringe is god just wants me to be happy. Uh, I'm like, "Oh, does he? Oh, okay. Perfect. He doesn't want me to be just happy. So, good for you." <laughs> We're yeah, find that verse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus wept. All right, there's there you go. That's the <laughs> one verse to, to counteract that one. Uh so, okay, 1 Corinthians 10:13 talks about um talks about Jesus. What one does that talk about? All right, so 1 Corinthians ten thirteen talks about temptation, right? How God won't give you more, or God won't allow you to be tempted more than you can handle. Yes. Now, that's in the context of temptation. Yes. Meaning you don't have to sin. Yep. Right? You don't have to sin. Like, a lot of people don't even know that.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have to,
0: you know, and, and God is not the one tempting you. He's never tempted anyone, but these tests come. Satan is attacking, things like that. And not only that, but our own bodily desires, human flesh, has always been against God anyways. Mm -hmm. So there's all these things going against us for temptation. But God will not allow it to to overtake us. It's still my choice. So a lot of people... So
2: God won't stretch me? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um,
0: He will. But... A lot of people turn that and say, God won't give me more than I can handle. Yeah. Okay, if that was true, why do you need God? Yep. And I, I, I just totally wrecked some fool the other day at church. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're listening right now. But, no, we were walking outside, and he's like, yep, God won't. We were talking about the academy, actually. You know, it was kind of overwhelming, you know, just the hiccups of opening a new business. And, oh, yeah, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I just was not in the mood. (laughs) You know, I just wasn't in the mood. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I was kind of a jerk, actually. But I kind of put my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, oh, if that wasn't true, why do we need God? And he's like, whoa.
2: (laughs) Zach, I think you need to show a little bit more humanity. Ah,
0: That that is it. That is the definition of humanity, that I can't do it. So, um, and here's just one other verse I wanted to share that that totally shows that that is not true, right, that God won't give you more than you can handle, is in 2 Corinthians, Paul was saying, um, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our own ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead.
2: Oh, that can't be in the Bible. Ah, ah,
0: talk about parallel passages, huh? <laughs> right, but that was that's one exact uh, thing saying, man, God gave us so much hardship that we didn't rely on ourselves anymore. Yep. And that's when we talked about this, how, how a lot of people come to faith is that they literally have to hit rock bottom in every aspect of life where the pain of changing is no longer greater than the pain it would take to stay the same. Yep. So it's true. Anyhow.
1: Oh, it's so true.
0: But God just wants me to be happy. So,
2: you know, I just want to say, we shouldn't be afraid to take context, take scripture out of context, but we should be encouraged to look into scripture a little more than just the surface even just scratching the surface a little bit more mm.
0: sometimes the greatest difference is a pen and paper even
2: yeah <laughs> you know you know that yeah. helps me interpret scripture is when i write it down yeah, even if i'm same. just copying from the bible doing that action helps me think about it more yeah dakota
0: i think we hit the hit the hit the home run
2: what did we say last? What did you say last season?
0: Uh, <laughs> hit the nail, hit on the, the nail on the head. No, that ain't it. <laughs> some... Day in, day night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you've never studied the Bible. Hopefully, those are, these are some, some tips and tricks for you to tricks <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of be able to interpret it and, and understand it and apply yeah. it to your life. Pull principles out. What does the rest of the Bible say about this point? you know use your use your commentary use your your uh, concordance in the back yeah. you know and then slowly start to you know crawl before you could walk sure you know listen to podcasts listen to youtube audiobooks whatever like ho- however it is that you can start to kind of soak in the truth of the bible do it
2: and don't let it overwhelm you just just take 5 minutes a day mm-hmm. we can any one of us can sacrifice five minutes of our day. You seen my schedule? <laughs> and just start there. Even even when you're driving to work, yeah. Just throw on an audio book, and just let let Scripture interpret itself. Really. Yep. yep.
1: And his name is John C.
2: Dakota, this is a good one. So once you told me about this song, I immediately added it to our youth group playlist. <laughs> oh yeah and it is it just gets people like <laughs> jumping around
0: it is so fun yeah it would be it would i would highly consider this as uh, my own personal walkout song it's just you next think about level.
2: changing it mm, maybe not you can mix in this oh. <laughs> with uh, with would, your already medley of songs oh yeah
0: dude I, I like my walkout song yeah yeah but uh yeah this is this is hype hype to the max so here's a here's a quick little preview
2: did you say the walkout title?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, that song's called Scarab. Scarab?
2: I
1: thought scarab. it was. Called... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: scarab Scarab. Um, yeah, that song's called Scarab by Vario. Or...
2: It, it might be Viro, like Cairo, but with a V. Oh. Vario Scarab.
0: scarab wait what scarab okay so scarab by vario or viro viro either or yeah yeah
2: kind of like cairo with a v there you go all right so i have a great banana split this is like the funniest thing that has happened this whole year so my wife and i are youth pastors our journey church in butte we had a youth group super bowl party so we had about 14 kids at our little apartment which was actually really cool so anyways um some of us were watching the game some of us were in another room just playing board games kids that didn't really care for football but wanted to come hang out have snacks or whatever we have this one junior hire walk into the room and he says is that an amazon echo in your kitchen and i'm like no, it's it's a Google Home, um, but it's kind of like the same thing, you know. It's like an AI, whatever. Uh-huh. and He's like, "Oh, cool!" And he walks away back into the room with with the games and stuff. So we're watching the Super Bowl. It's fourth quarter. It's getting really intense because like the Chiefs are just about to to take over the Niners and, mm-hmm. and win this thing. And all of a sudden, the screen goes black, and we're streaming from my phone on off Hulu. Mm. The screen goes black, and then the YouTube logo pops up. And everyone immediately looks at, looks at me like, what'd you do? Because I had I had the phone in my pocket, so I thought maybe I pressed a button on yeah. an accident or something. And uh, it starts playing epic rap battles of history, <laughs> Bowser <laughs> versus some other character. And I'm like, I did not play this. Like, I do not watch these. That's what you watch in your downtime. I I, th- I think about it for a second. I'm like, oh, I bet that kid is talking to our Google Home. So I walk through like the game room into the kitchen. And I just see this junior hire leaned over the counter and just going. And he looks at me just like giggling and he didn't know it was going to stream on our TV. And it took like 10 minutes to get the game back on. Oh dude. But we got it back on and it was a good game.
0: Just enough to see the final two minutes of the game.
2: But it was so stinking funny. And the whole night he couldn't stop talking about it. Like literally 10 minutes later, he was like, You guys remember that time when I (laughs) accidentally put that thing on the TV? Uh, I didn't know it would do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was just trying trying to think, like, what was going through his mind. It's like, what what, what should I tell this thing to do? Google Home. Let's listen to the most epic rap battles in history.
2: I mean, the possibilities are endless. Nintendo version. (laughs)
1: that's what's going on around the country here's what's happening in your neck of the woods
2: so we've got a sweet awesome event coming up here in butte montana and it's advertised as such sweet awesome that's exactly what we're calling it no this is a join together community worship night um it's a really cool event uh it's it's really just to provide unity in the city between churches And uh, for for people curious about what church is in general. So it's at 229 North Montana. It's on February 21st at 730. Doors open at 7. This is just across from the courthouse. And basically what it is, we have like seven or eight churches on a worship team all combined. Um, It's just going to be a worship night. We're going to have a small message. But the focus is just unity for the city of Butte. Have you been to one yet, Zach? No, you should come to this one. So <laughs> what day? What day is it on? It's uh, Friday. Nope. can't make it. Sorry. Why?
0: I work Friday nights. Yeah, you should know this for, by ask now. Ask
2: for it off.
0: Those are like critical shifts. I need to work.
2: Well, I'll live stream it. You can
0: watch it. All right, cool. Just on your Google Home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no, like I totally support
0: them. I just haven't ever.
2: I get it. Made it. You know what I mean. It, dude, it is such a cool event, though. There's a ton of people that show up. And and just seeing that all of these churches are, are there for the same yeah, goal, just cool. to see unity and to see um, this city be saved is really encouraging. Because oftentimes it can feel like you're alone, mm-hmm. like there aren't a lot of believers. And Satan will do that specifically. He will tell you that you're alone, that no one else has got your back. But there are all of these churches in this town. There's all these people that have the same mindset and goal. That this is an important cause, and we want to see the city saved. Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
1: The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ.
2: What is our verse of the week, Zach?
0: You know, you got to be a classic one here. Philippians 4:13. <laughs> yes, Why Lord. Not? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yes, Jesus. Take can, it in context.
2: I can have a podcast with a billion listeners.
0: Yeah, we're we're just about to hit there. We're almost. We're about the 900 million <laughs> stage. <stations. laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, Philippians 4:13 in context. All right. Lastly, Dakota, book of the week.
1: And when you
2: look into it, you gotta look into it. look uh, into it. I'm been be looking, looking into, into it. it. Book of the week is the Imperfect Pastor by Zach Anderson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, what'd you call me? No, um, Zach S. Wine is his name. But
2: I've heard you talk about this book. A oh, I love lot. this book. Love so this tell book. Tell me about it a little bit.
0: Um, I'm just about done with it. It's a pretty big book.
2: Um, I've been reading it past couple years or <laughs> since last year.
0: <laughs> no, I started it in December. Um, I think there's like 13 chapters, 14 chapters or so. Um, dude, it's so good because it takes uh, just kind of the over over purpose of it is this idea is that pastors are made to be imperfect, <laughs> wow. you know, and that we don't need to put up this idea that we are, are perfect. Sure. And I mean, just goes into the purpose of a pastor. And, you know, I was talking about humanity. That's why he talks a lot about that.
2: And it applies to ministers too.
0: Oh, dude, for sure. And it's supposed to.
2: Pastors still need grace. Yeah. Oh, believe yeah. it or not. There
0: you go. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, just goal, and then uh, a lot of some of the highlights for me. One of, is a couple of the chapters talk about like obscurity and greatness are not opposites mm. as well. And a lot of times pastors do things to get noticed or to be you know pat on the back kind of thing or sure. whatever. Um, but if no one saw you do it, would you still do it? Wow. You know, for the kingdom. You yeah. know, would you still, you know, help? sermon, whatever i don't know things like that or sure. help help the homeless guy without taking a selfie with him you know what i mean? you know what i mean like that that kind of idea and so anyhow, it's just the the pureness of saying yes to god i mean really that's that's it and you know don't let that you know whenever you were called the ministry you know think of the pureness of that call mm-hmm. you know you didn't think about the the retirement you didn't think about you know where yeah you know what i mean maybe you did a little bit whatever that kind of thing but you know, so often our call, the pureness of our call gets tainted with all these extras, all these pluses, mm. you know. And so, and, and a lot of times we judge pastors, other pastors by that too. You know, you know, if we don't know his name or status, do we care what he has to say? Sure. You know, the speaker at a connection conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? But how about the the pastor who's faithfully served in rural America for 40 years? Yeah. You know, he has something to say. Yep. You know, and so, anyhow. That's good. Yeah, it's a good book. That's good. The Imperfect Pastor. Well, Dakota, we're back.
2: We're back. back Season go again. <laughs> yeah. Cross gonna... Joke's back. <laughs>
0: Tell, Tell a friend. A friend. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 8. We'll be back uh, next time.
2: We'll be back next time.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Crosschoke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Ando Butte and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day, and join us next time on Cross Choke. So, I've got a great.
1: (laughs) You are not editing that out, are you? So.